When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Well, you did hear Deborah's lead. The... Bass lead is now over 29,000 votes in the race for mayor. Wasn't it 10,000 we started the show? Less than 10,000. Now it's 29,000. Wow. Mm. That was a big pickup today. Where are these votes I guess coming? they just did a, a vote dump. Huh? Yeah, where's this, where are these votes coming from? Who are these people? This happened in June, too. He won that night. He was up by several percentage points, and then he ended up losing by seven or eight percentage points. So same thing's happening. The Times says it's young people I, I, who vote late. Young people? Younger than like probably 60. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to voting, that's considered young. I, I want to know the demographic that is happy with uh, 40,000 homeless people in the streets, encampments in front of schools. Oh, it's Caruso is like Trump. I don't want him. I don't want a business guy running my city. Yeah, that's a bright person, huh? That's probably the assessment uh, of many. Right? Yeah, that's really smart. That's... <laughs> Or maybe wow. they just, I feel bad for the homeless. Why are you people bashing them? Uh-huh. They deserve these our help pe- and sympathy. These people should have homeless encampments in their kitchen. <laughs> Honestly. Everybody uh, voted for Karen Bass. You're going to get five guys living in your kitchen tomorrow morning as punishment. All right. It's not over, but we'll give you an update coming up later on this hour. We get a look uh, closer at the latest release of votes by the L.A. County Registrar of Voters. Last Friday, we talked about this story out of Long Beach, specifically downtown Long Beach, where they are dealing with some serious problems along the same line that John just mentioned. Prominent downtown businesses say they may close if safety concerns are not addressed by the city. They have had a huge uptick in the homeless population. According to city numbers, Long Beach's unhoused population surged 62% since 2020. Overall, property crime in downtown is up 23% this year. We mentioned this before in October, the city had to temporarily close the Billie Jean King Main Library due to security concerns. Can you imagine that? Nobody can use the library. It's gotten that bad. 
I, I am twenty two point four percent of office spaces in downtown were hey. vacant as of the second quarter of this year. You carrying bass boaters? It's going to come to your neighborhood too. You're going to lose your library. You're going to lose your favorite restaurants, your favorite shops. It's happening in Santa Monica. It's devastated. It's happening in Long Beach. It's going to happen in all the all your favorite neighborhoods in L.A. too. Well, we have a deli owner, and we also have a manager of a nearby uh, condo complex who are going to come on and talk about the, the situation. All right, we're going to talk with Orsa Modica. She's the uh, deli owner. And Joe Harding, who manages the condo complex. Welcome, Ors- Orsa. How are you? Hi. And, Hi, thank you for having us. And Joe, welcome as well. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us on. All right, we'll start with you, Orsa. Describe what's going on in your neighborhood and uh, talk about the half-naked man that came into your restaurant. Yeah, that's definitely uh, one of the topics, right? Um, well, what's going on is that we have a surge here, 62%. That's a fact. 62% of homeless people here in Long Beach and 4% in L.A. Uh, we are dealing with uh, the homeless uh, that are uh, mental health, uh, drug addiction. We have to police our own neighborhoods. Um, I'm policing my own patio, and I have individuals that come in. Uh, the, that one story that you've heard about the naked man coming in to my restaurant, he's not the only one. Um, that was the one that really kind of struck a nerve for me because I'm a mother, and it really hit me hard to see a man naked from the waist down come up to a table where there were three children between the ages of five and eight, uh, and he grabbed their lemonade. Uh, they were there for a birthday party. Oh, my and, God. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, birthday party, the grandmother and two mothers. And the grandmother lives two buildings down, and the children have not been in here since. I used to be their favorite restaurant. He, oh, had, no, yes. he had no pants yeah. or underwear on? Is that what you said? Nothing. Oh, Zero. Oh. Just Nothing. Just a shirt? Just a shirt. Um, uh, Joe, yeah. Joe, talk about what you're experiencing managing the condo. Yeah, so we have 173 condo complex uh, condo units there, and eight commercial units, and we're risking losing our commercial tenants because they they've had enough. You can't sit outside at the parklets and have have a drink or or just have a meal because you're you're accosted five or six times while you're just sitting there. Um, it, it's and as Orsa said, it's it's the violent, it's the it's the drug and mentally uh, unstable, drug addicted and mentally unstable, and it's the perpetually homeless. We're not talking about the group that um, are struggling and coming down to the pantries and picking up food to go and picking up diapers on Fridays and some of the other things that we have here in the neighborhood. We're talking about the trouble, the trouble ones, the ones that are violent and addicted and mentally unstable. We're not trained to deal with all these things that they're. they're uh, that we've just been forced to deal with. Why do you think there's been such a surge? 62% in two years is a huge increase. Do you have sure part any- of it? Um, you know, we we took our, we have a small group here that have that have been active, and and we're taking a creative look at all the different things that might be adding to this. And one of the things was the end of the line metro drop, ah. where the last four trains every night are coming in and dropping everybody off, getting making everyone get off the, the, the train, whether they want to be in Long Beach or not. And that that's part of the surge. And another one is that uh, we have this, in the, in the downtown area, we have this organization that provides um, meals twice a day. 
Now, the city moved their services um, that, that where everybody can go inside and, and talk to counselors and get get help. They moved that to the other side of town and left the food service here. So where do you think everyone's staying? And like I say, it's the perpetually homeless. I think it's a cruel policy to just keep feeding them and sending them back onto the streets with no hope of ever having anything happen to them. Um, right. That just nothing, sustains them in their current place. Right. Now, I, I, I just said that sustains them in their current place. So there's no incentive to change anything. No, no. And they hang around the neighborhood. They never leave. And then when the new ones coming into town, they meet, meet, meet new friends and end up over at this, this place. And, and uh, we're just inundated. And we have urine and feces and needles and drug use and screaming and mental behavior and violence and, and residents that have been clocked in the head with a pipe and sent to the hospital for, in, in ICU for 11 days with a broken eye socket and a broken arm. Um, people being chased. Um, I was sitting having lunch with, uh, with um, our city council member and a crazy guy walked by and all I did was look at him in case I needed to, to provide his description with him for three seconds. And he came over to the edge and said he was he threatened to kill both of us and everybody sitting at the table. You know, wow. so he can't even have lunch sitting outside. Um, so and what, what's the response? Sure now you when, had, when, you, when you tell these stories to city leaders, what is the response? They think you people are just, you know, fringe stories or do they take you seriously? Uh, they think they're oh, facts. Well, and, the, and the councilwoman was there at that lunch that Joe was talking about. So these are things that a lot of people are experienced. They, they understand that it's going on. So we're definitely uh, seeing that they're, they're listening, but we need something done. Well, haven't they been hearing yeah. these stories for years, though? They have. They've been hearing they have, these stories for years. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. listening isn't enough here. What, do they tell you why they refuse to do anything concrete? No, we, we keep well, going to these meetings and they keep hitting us with all the figures that they have 77 or 55 million. We've heard both. And they keep talking about the, the services that are being provided, uh, which is wonderful. Let's get these people off the streets. These OK, ones but, but, really but want to get off the streets. there's more and more people on the streets. So whatever their services, uh, it, it, it's not doing the job here. They're failing. It's Mental not. services. It's, it's, it's yeah, they're failing or the services are attracting more people. Absolutely. I mean, you've got the Metro, that's a mobile uh, uh, homeless shelter, right? Yeah. It gets kicked off in the middle of the night. And in the middle of the night, when we need services for them and they don't know where they're at, uh, the services, they're all at home sleeping in their beds. But Joe and I bathroom. are going out there and we're videotaping. Joe's interviewing these people and these people are lost. They don't even know where they're at. These people... It's a crime. What's happening to these people? All right. Can you both hold on? Yeah, yeah. sure. All right. We're talking to Orsa Modica. She owns a deli, Modica's Deli in downtown Long Beach. The other person on the line is Joe Harding, who manages a nearby condo complex. They are part of the business owners in downtown Long Beach who are just telling the city the homeless crime drug problem. It has led to a lot of vacancies already with businesses in downtown Long Beach. And they said if this continues, they may have to close up too if the city doesn't do something about this problem. I mean, we'll repeat that statistic because it is unbelievable. But according to their own stats down in Long Beach, there's been a 62% increase in Long Beach's homeless population since 2020. I think about that. And that makes sense because when the pandemic hit, who was left to take the mass transit, John, right? The vagrants. Yeah, yeah. So they were riding that blue line down to Long Beach. End of the line. You got to get off. You need to clean the trains and to stay in. 
That's well, some of them, not all of them, but uh, clearly a lot of them. John and Ken, KFI, AM640. Oh, and the keyword's coming next. Live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, we'll give you the sad update on the latest vote count coming out of Los Angeles County Registrar after the news at 4.30. We continue now talking to Orsa. Orsa Modica runs a deli in downtown Long Beach. Also on the air is Joe Harding, who manages a condominium complex. They are among business owners who are saying that the increasing crime and homelessness are really affecting their ability to conduct their businesses in this area of the city. Now, uh, Orsa, I mean, I know Joe can't really close a condo, but Orsa, you could close or move your business. Are you starting to consider that? Well, I mean, for the first time um, a month ago, and, and let me just state, I've been here for 27 years in business in downtown Long Beach, and I have never seen this in 27 years, what's happening today. Um, and, yes, I, I hit a point where I was like, I don't know how much more I can take of this. Um, you know, we did have that meeting last week, and I'm, I am hopeful there was so much frustration that was heard in, in the room that day. And uh, we did have, at the end of the meeting, uh, Mary Zendeja, our councilwoman for District 1, um, state that uh, they were going to do a public health emergency. And I'm just hoping and praying that all of these things are going to happen and hold, you know, every official um, accountable for what they say they're going to do. And I will continue to voice what I really strongly b- believe in because I feel like as a business owner, I have everything to lose. Joe, did you get a sense that they were finally willing to take action? Was this meeting different than the other meetings in any significant way? We do have other players that are involved now. So other people have come on board that, that also have a, have a, signic, a significant voice to help us move this forward. Like who? So I do. I, I am hopeful. Like the Convention and Visitors Bureau, the, um, the Chamber of Commerce, um, some other prominent businesses in a, another area of town that we haven't heard from before, like the Promenade area. Um, so it's, it's nice to see that these other people are not, no longer afraid to step forward. It, it seemed like a negative thing to do as if we're anti-homeless or, or something to that effect. But that's is is that the it? They, they were afraid to step forward publicly because they didn't want to be labeled as anti-homeless. You know, that's part of it. We started, we started out with a petition and part of it, we got backlash from that because people were, were saying that the petition was wrong because we need to help the homeless. And, and you know, so people weren't looking at it in the full picture. Um, they're looking at more of a NIMBY kind of thing, like not in my backyard. And, and we've been doing wow. this, like this one. Yeah. Uh, and I do have eight commercial properties on the ground floor of our condo complex. So I do have the risk of losing business as well and having to worry about filling those back up again. And I have residents that are afraid to walk. Uh, I, I've been asked to walk people to and from the to the Terrace Theater just around the corner here because these people are afraid to walk by themselves. Did the mayor come, um, so, Robert Garcia? No. Mayor's, mayor's been absent since he started running for federal office so he's, he's been absent yeah we, he's gonna be I mean, there's not been a press conference there's not we've heard nothing from him your your mayor nothing. is about to be in congress and your your police chief's about to be la county sheriff correct so yeah. is uh, who's who's going to be the new mayor uh rex richardson is what we what we think so far uh, they haven't made the official announcement but he was he was ahead in the, the, uh, the right. result and do you know what his uh, attitude is on this We've uh, not heard much from him at all as well. We, oh. Unfortunately, this came up at the October 4th city council meeting, and, and we felt a little slighted because they were too busy with their, with their politicking to, uh, to listen. So if you get a chance, 
pay attention to that meeting and see what it took to just get a, the city to uh, authorize a letter to going to Metro. It would act as if we were asking for $10 million. I, I mean, business is down by over 25 percent. There's a lot of vacancies in downtown Long Beach. Businesses just closed up. I mean, what, are they, what do they think causes that? Don't they want to do anything about that? We've been talking about it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You go. No, I mean, they better think about that because this is the engine, the entertainment uh, area in Long Beach. And if they don't pay attention to these these vacancies, which you walk down the street, there's a lot of vacancies already. Um, we're going to have a lot more. A lot what is the What is the Chamber of Commerce doing to help you guys? Well, at this last meeting, um, he was there, and I did speak to him uh, briefly. And I do feel like um, he's on board to help us out. Um, I'm hoping to have a meeting with him uh, shortly. Uh, we are, Joe and I are trying to meet with every single person that we can. Well, lend let, me, let, me, let me just read you his quote here in the uh, Long Beach Business Journal. His name is Jeremy Harris, the CEO of the Long Beach Chamber of Commerce. This, I, I don't like this quote. Well, I don't think the city's done enough to address issues, but Long Beach is not alone. This issue is unfolding across all major cities in the country right now. That to me is a, is a dodge. It's trying to say, well, sure you know, we're all overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. What can we really do right now? Because everyone's facing this no, problem. No, you need somebody to say we're ending this here now. Exactly right. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. We need to end this now. We need to take this conversation that's making everyone uncomfortable and start talking yeah. about it. And then cutting through the red tape. I mean, I don't know what they need to do. Yeah, it is going around throughout the country. Then make it a state emergency. Let's get FEMA in here. Let's get a tent out here. Let's get the services out here. Cut through the red tape. There's things that they can do, but they're afraid. They're afraid to do these different things. That's what it is. They're afraid. They're afraid of the pro-homeless crowd. They're afraid of being labeled with their insulting well, names and that these people are so cowardly it's infuriating how these 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 progressives have mastered the art of shaming people into science into silence so that you can't well, even complain if somebody's defecating on your front lawn exactly well let's look at it and turn it around what are they doing for them isn't that a crime to see these people on the street with no food no services no mental health uh support i mean come on that in not itself, even an open bathroom about it is a crime you know about this that's a crime all right well i'm glad yeah, we thank you both for coming on and uh we hope uh, the more voice you get in the media you know you get some action taken we appreciate you bringing light to this we, we we're, well, we're, we're well, grateful let, let's yeah, stay thanks. in touch and we'll talk again all right and if you keep running all into right. barricades let us know all right Sounds great. Absolutely. Appreciate your time. Thank you for We got to turn the, the tables on these progressives and their their shaming routine, their intimidation routine. Uh, they they've they've lorded over everyone long enough now. That's two downtown Long Beach business people who just came on our show to talk about the problem with homelessness, crime, drug use. More and more businesses are folding up and leaving, and you know. They're at their end. They may have to do the same thing. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. I just feel bad for those Long Beach business owners and just something you hear in too many places. They're just overrun with homeless people, crime and drug use, and uh, they're losing customers. Wait. And as you heard, they're, they're losing some tenants. When these progressives figure it out, like, like crack the code, that you shame people, you bully them, you call them names, you assign nimbyism to their views, right? Everyone always gets defensive when you're called a nimby, not in my backyard. Not in my backyard. Embrace it. Saying, you're right. I'm a NIMBY. I don't want a guy living in my backyard in a tent. How about that? I don't want a child molester living in, uh, in front of my kid's school. Yeah, not in my backyard. You're absolutely right. They're anti-homeless. Because I paid for my back. Yes, I'm anti-people living in the streets. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and you know what? You have to embrace this stuff. Don't be intimidated. Don't be cowardly. These people are superficial bullies. And they have perfected the idea that if they charge you with some kind of ism, some kind of phobic reaction, right? They've, they've got a whole list of names for you and, and just uh, accuse you of not being kind enough and nice enough and humane enough. And they've, they've totally flipped reality on its head when their policies cause people to die by the thousands in L.A. alone, thousands in the street. It's, it's incredible. It's like jujitsu. How'd you do that? What a trick. Your policies are killing people. You're bringing a lot of suffering, and you got everybody else intimidated by, by accusing them. Wow, nice going. That was such like that's such a mind trick, and it worked. We have told you that while remarkably homelessness was the top issue really for Ellie. City voters in the mayor's race, uh, as these results continue to crawl in. The trend is clear. Karen Bass is overwhelmingly winning the ballots that are still being counted by the L.A. County Registrar Recorder's Office. The update that came out this afternoon with supposedly nearly 76% of the expected vote in, her lead is now 29,000 votes over Rick Caruso. This latest dump, she took in 63% of more than 76,000 newly Counted this, is, this is terrible. This is the death knell for Los Angeles. So I, I, I don't know how many more years the the, 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 the the smart people, the people who actually work for a living, they're going to move out. They're just going to have to move out. Yeah, I think he was the last hope for uh, and, changing and anything this is with good. the status quo with the homelessness and crime. Uh, I've, I've always been intrigued by Detroit. And, and Detroit was was a very big, powerful city. You know, it was late in the 1950s. They had tremendous amount of industry, right? The automobile industry was there. And uh, a, a very powerful working middle class that, that came from the unions. And um, then in the 60s, things started to, started to rot. And by the 70s, it, it, was, it was completely destroyed. And I know a guy who actually bought a huge parcel of land in Detroit for a dollar because he's a businessman and he develops 
real estate, builds factories and things. And he told me one day, he goes, yeah, I bought it for a dollar. See what happens. And um, there, what happened to Detroit killed it almost for good for like 50 years. And this will happen in Los Angeles. It will. Because every normal person I know talks out loud if they if they haven't moved or they haven't like part time moved, they're tied down with kids or a job. But everyone's got the same attitude. First chance I get when the stars align in my life, I'm not going to live like this. The city council election of interest to John Cobelt and people on the west side, the 11th district is still Tracy Park. She's got a 54 percent to 46 percent advantage over Aaron Darling, it's, it was 55-45 election night, so it may have dropped 1%, but she's still hanging on well, to nearly a 6,000-vote lead. That's really interesting because the West Side, we had the worst councilman. He was the most pro-homeless fanatic. Oh, and always I, voting no. Mike it Bonnet. was him and that Nithya Raman vote okay. no on any attempt. And I've talked about him a thousand times, and I have met him, and I've argued with him in public in front of other people. And he is absolutely a miserable, miserable human being. <laughs> and what's fascinating is you are not going to get an area more white, woke, wealthy than the West Side. And I always tell you, be, beware of the four W's. There's, there's a demographic... White, woke, wealthy women. And they vote very Democratic. And they're behind a lot of these policies. Like many of the bad, bad candidates, like Gascon candidates, it is wealthy women who were married to big tech husbands. Maybe they had a divorce. Or maybe they're still married, but they have a control of a fair amount of money. And they love tossing money into these progressive causes. I don't, I don't know what it is. But you have a lot of that on the West Side. And they turned against Bonin, apparently. And, and maybe you have to have, like, the whole city experience what the West Side experienced before finally you get enough people to turn. And maybe there's too many areas in L.A. that are untouched day to day. Because, see, on the West Side, it was infiltrating normal neighborhoods, like all over Venice. People who were doing really well in life had all these atrocities going on. And, and then, you know, in Brentwood, we had that homeless encampment at uh, the VA. So it was starting to distort real life, even in places that had lived comfortably. And maybe there are still too many places in L.A. who that, that, that hasn't quite reached them yet. But if Mike well, Bonin could go down. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, he, he quit. They loved him. He, had, he, he won his last election with 71%. And, and, and finally, he was, he was nearly recalled. He was forced out, quit, and, and now his, his protege, his 2.0, is, is, is losing by eight points. And there's about a quarter of the vote left. So we'll see if that holds. But, man, that would that, be huge. All right, we got more coming up. It is the John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I was looking uh, over the weekend. One of the local newspapers published uh, the, the 2022 election California count, and it's a map, a graphic of the state broken up by the 58 counties. Uh, just shows you... It, the statewide offices were, of course, won fairly easily by 
Democrat candidates, for instance, uh, the attorney general is going to be Rob Bonta. Uh, he will be elected now to that position after being appointed by Newsom. The Republican Nathan Hockman. It was about 58 percent, at least of the vote count at this point, for Bonta, about 42 percent for Hockman. But when you look at the county map, which shades in each candidate's, you know, mm-hmm. where, where they got the plurality of votes, uh, it's 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 so lopsided, it's bizarre. It looks like the United States electoral map. Right. Yeah. Where like everything in the middle is red, mm-hmm. but on both coasts is blue. Oh, the entire coast, pretty much, of California voted for Bonta in this example, right? All those counties that come right down the coast. But the many, many, many numerous inland counties all voted for Hockman. Yeah. That, that, that could have been uh, a few voters in some of those counties. That's the, the reason that it just is it like a bizarre. I, I, when they call them coastal elites, they're not kidding kind of thing. Oh, they really are. Yeah. They're, they're, because they're rich. They that's live, where the, so these they urban could, areas along the coast where the people or the votes come from are all. They, they live by the ocean. And they don't care about other people's problems at all. They 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 preach this this uh, progressive nonsense about you know caring for other. They don't care for other. people. They just vote party line, right? Yeah, and and they oh, that's the party of Trump. I'm not voting for those people. But 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 and maybe the, even before Trump, they said that. But you know what? The, the 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 red part is probably should separate from the blue part in California and take it all the way up to Oregon. That you want to build a super state beyond just Greater Idaho. You could draw a line probably uh, like all the way down to uh, like Riverside County. Yeah, it'd be more and of just, east and west than north and south. East and west. It's all, all the western counties. That's right, because, or... because all the politicians in Sacramento, they care nothing about the people who live in the eastern half of the state or the eastern two-thirds of the state. They don't care. Same thing in Oregon, too. And, and that's a whole different life and sensibility, and they have no representation in either state capital because they're outnumbered in population. The one thing that did happen, though, it's kind of funny. Those gambling propositions, 26 and 27, a majority of people in every single county voted it down. <laughs> that, Both of them. That really surprised me. It's supposedly I, I, one of the most lopsided votes in proposition history. I, I'm, I, I'm, I guess I'm out of touch with that, how people feel on gambling because I see so much gambling in public life, right? You watch any sporting events, and you're inundated with commercials for uh, – FanDuel, and what's yeah. the other, what's the other one? DraftKings. DraftKings, right? Constantly, sports talk hosts are constantly. They, they now they had there's like that station that Mark Thompson yeah, K- used to work KTO at. KTO is it's now San right, Francisco. Sure. It's an all betting format. <laughs> you now, or something. You, <laughs> you now see it, at, you know, on on, on football sportscasts and pregame shows. There's all this stuff about betting and the spread and then this and that. And it's, it's like, well, this will be a slam dunk. Oh, look how crazy people are about the lottery. Look at all the people in California who go to Las Vegas. And when I saw that so a I'm, number of other states allow online gambling, I thought, right. Man, California doesn't seem uh, any more uptight. Yeah. I would have expected, you know, people in Oklahoma and Utah to right. say no. to. We're, we're morally the loosest state, the least religious state, the least uptight state when it comes to all these social issues. We're, you know, we're busy legalizing, you know, marijuana, for example. I mean, there's not much restrictions on private life here, right? Hey, you know, you go, go enjoy your abortion, everything. I, it's not, but when it comes Maybe to gambling, thought, it was overwhelming. It'll, it'll addict people and just make more homeless people. Maybe? No. I don't know. I don't know. When, when you have that overwhelming a margin, there must be a, a bunch of reasons. 
And I, I realize people are probably very swayed by the absurd TV commercials. And unfortunately, people are swayed by absurd TV commercials. Right. Uh, but I mean, I, you know, I tuned a lot of them out. I, I, I it, it's, it's just, that's really, what I think happened. Really surprised just a cacophony me. of no. Some people just said, I don't want to hear anything about this anymore. I'm voting no. I feel like it's going to come one day because it's just the dam is breaking on all this stuff. Like anything that religion used to ban is, is, has fallen by the wayside. And maybe gambling oh, out here is the last bastion. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could be that way. All right. We got uh, more coming up in the five o'clock hour. This is the final keyword of the day. Just that quickly is here for your chance at $1,000. By the way, John, we got a nice email. A woman really wanted to thank you because you read the keyword twice. Doesn't seem the other host do that. And John reads the keyword twice and it gives me a moment to capture it again. So there oh, you go. Wow. Look at you. Look, doing a, your uh, host a, DJ work. There's a purpose for me. Finally, <laughs> there's a purpose. Uh, we got more coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24 hour KFI newsroom. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm to front door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 